Stewart, editor-in-chief of ComicallyInclined.com. And I am Blake Hickman, the digital media director. I'm Jared. I'm the show producer. <laughs> and I am Brittany Shelton, also known as Shelton, as the, CD, uh, the social manager. Social media manager. Thank you, yeah, Brittany. That. So, Jared, you had a question about John Williams. The uh, I thought you said Todd Williams. Oh, I, I know who John Williams is. They're sitting here going, you don't know? Yeah, I don't know. I literally said, who's Todd Williams twice? And you guys go, you're an idiot, but you didn't listen, did you? Who's well, got egg on their face now? I did not Speaking of the microphone next laughed. time. Wait. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, so. Give me welcome up. to the show. Uh it's been a big week for nerd news. Uh, we got the Miss Marvel trailer dropped. We got some some other fun stuff to talk about. Uh, actually, they unveiled some uh, production art of what Ben Affleck's new Batman costume would look like in his individual movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he it's it's very different from from Pat Bats. Oh, speaking of. I'm trying to show you my nipples. Scoop back a little bit more. <laughs> there you go. Now we see full. I'm wearing our first official piece of comically inclined merch. Uh, our Pat Bat shirt designed by our, well, th- created by um, Jared's brain and then designed by our graphic designer, Scott Weiss. Uh, but you can get these. We'll have them on our table at AnimeCon if you want to pick one up. Uh, anyway, but we're talking about news. We do. Let's Blame. find out this week what's on Rumor Mill. All right, uh, right off the bat, we have a Obi Wan series reportedly replaced Darth Maul with Darth Vader from the original idea of what they were going to go with. Which obviously Darth Vader is more of a fit, anyways. But who wouldn't want to see more Darth Maul? Yeah, well, but in, in I want Vader over Maul. But I thought Maul died. Wasn't Maul dead by that point? In uh, in even in Clone Wars or or in uh, Rebels. No, or, he, or does Obi Wan go back when they're when he's older and kill Maul? I thought Maul died in the. Well, Maul. Maul well, I mean, Maul was in the Solo movie at the end. Yeah, so. yeah, but that was. I thought that was took God, place before I, the prequels. I can never remember what during. the chronological order of those are. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, malnourished. Maul is only half a sin. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes more sense to have Darth Vader though, because while though Darth Maul would be great. I don't think they're going to try to run an Obi-Wan show for, like, ten seasons. There's going to be a story arc, and there's going to be an end. Sure. And it should involve, you know, Darth Vader, because there's a lot of cool storylines with that. Right. Plus, there's a lot of other stuff that they can delve into from Rebels and Clone Wars. And, I do it. and I'm excited, because Obi-Wan honestly has a lot of ties to the Mandalorians uh, through Duchess Satine from Clone Wars. And so he could actually play a part... In season three of The Mandalorian or something else, you know, like that, maybe. Or no, wait, no, timeline. Damn it! The timeline's <laughs> off. Fuck you, Star Wars. Give me a good timeline. I got, I got so excited for that, and then I realized I was wrong. Well, yeah. Bring... Star Wars is good for the broken timeline. Here's what happens. We set on the dusk of Tatooine. Obi-Wan Kenobi is watching over Luke Skywalker. All of a sudden, a tear in reality opens up, and the Mandalorian walks through, and he says, I need your help. <laughs> and they go and take back Mandalore. I mean, I don't I'm, think time I, I travel. Would watch that. I anything with Mandalore. Yeah, I don't think time travels outside the realm no. of what they could do in Star Wars. No, it'd be better than the the last trilogy. That's for sure. I mean, they <laughs> they travel at light speed. You know, that's it's true. That's how time travel works. So but we yes. also have a new anime series of Star Wars. Uh, it's in the works. It's not specified what it is. 
but it's so epic that they actually have the full orchestra to use on every episode. Oh, and uh, do you think John Williams is going to be... Todd Williams? Yeah, maybe his his cousin Todd Williams <laughs> might step in and uh, gonna handle the orchestration. I, you can try to kick me, guys, but I'm not going down. <laughs> we don't have to try very hard. Oh, so uh, then we also have uh, something I'm not real super proud of, but... You know, he specified it's uh, – uh, yeah, I'm just not proud of it. So we have Samuel Jackson who went ahead and confessed he prefers <laughs> DC Comics over Marvel Comics. But he specified to make sure it's the comics only, not the movies. Sure. Well, I mean, that's, well, that's a whole different ballgame when you're talking right. about that. Right. And, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I could see if you were a big enough fan of DC and maybe you just hated good stories, you were like, yeah, I'd I, I like right. DC better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like DC individual stories, or no, the group stories in DC, like Justice League and all of that, Young Justice, better than the group stories for Marvel. Like Avengers and all of that I could give, other than the movies, like the live action stuff. Yeah. And I like the individual stories of Marvel better than the individual stories of DC. Um, I've always said that if Marvel had had uh, Batman, DC would have gone out of business a long time ago because Superman couldn't carry the line by himself. Yeah, mm. and I mean the villains from Batman are pretty much the the best villains probably across consca- uh, the comic landscape uh, entirely. I mean, fuck, you have the Joker who <laughs> it's probably the probably the best DC and comic book villain of all time. Uh, fight me in the comics if, if you want on that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Batman's Rogues Gallery is probably the like um, no how to of villains. Yeah. Yes, it's it's nuts. But... Mike, I would actually agree with you on that one. Animated DC wins every time. Yeah, it that's it's so crazy that they can't translate how good the storytelling is in their animated films to the live action yeah. films, and it's like we can't get a decent live action DC movie, but. They could just have those same people making the animated films just move over to the live action and be like, right. oh, this. Yeah, great. Sure. Well, DC's better in the porn sphere, too, so that's good. <laughs> what else we got, Blake? <laughs> All right. We also have the uh, Umbrella Academy, uh, season three, come out uh, in June. So uh, I don't know if y'all watched that, but that's actually a pretty good series. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Based on a comic by Gerard Way, uh, lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Part of Dark Horse. Yeah, Uh under the Dark Horse label. Uh, yeah, and uh, I love the first two seasons. Um, yeah, it's pretty it's, good. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, we also got and uh, rumors that Gal Gadot uh, may be in Shazam 2. Uh, just a cameo, but uh, that, that's what's rumored right now. The uh, Oh, I can't remember the main actor that plays him. He's the one that's rumoring it. Uh, the guy from The Office. Levi. Yep, Levi. It's something Justin? Levi. Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi, yep. Uh, so, so yeah. You said you're so smart. I have my moments. <laughs> uh, we get the Blue Beetle movie. Uh, they have finally uh, announced uh, three cast members uh, of the movie, but they have not specified, uh, I think, where majority of these are. I'm really excited because I know who every one of these are. Do you? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pronounce half of them, I don't think. So we have uh, Har- Harvey Gillian, uh, Bruna, uh, man, Bruna Mar- yeah. Marquezine. And Belisa Escobede. Uh, I don't even know. That's what it looks like. Killed it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, If you don't say it that way, then you are wrong. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's too late for that. Yeah. Uh, So then we also have uh, Euphoria star Sydney Sweeney cast to play in the Madam Web movie. She's not been specified what character she's playing. but The the rumor is that she's cast as the first Spider-Woman. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. 
Like actual Spider Woman? Yeah. Uh, not the Jennifer Not Jessica Andrews. Jessica Andrews. Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. Not the Jess okay, maybe well, not the Jessica first one. Drew. Not the Jessica Drew Spider Woman, but the yeah, one after. Because someone else is cast already for Jessica Drew, I believe. Yeah. Uh, cause in uh, Olivia Munn, I think, uh, directing that. I believe. Is she? Mm hmm. Cool. Pretty sure. Oh, man, she pushes I'll out a kid and all way. of a sudden she can direct movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, came a long a way child since house. a lot of things for you. Came a long way since house, but uh, oh, see, we also oh, uh, Did you say s- since house. Yeah, was she in house? It's yeah. Olivia Wilde. Is it? Yeah, oh, that's shit, two you're right. different people. Uh, Olivia. Hey, you know, Olivia. you know, Blake. People yeah. make mistakes, man. That's okay. Oh, I know. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. that. At least I own. Don't worry about that. Psylocke from. At least you own it. What the fuck? I just backed you. Why is that you didn't? No, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, we get it, Blake. <laughs> you think all Blake. Olivias look the same. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, You're not I mean, racist at all. Every Olivia looks the same in my eyes. I think every <laughs> just super attractive, tall, skinny white woman is named Olivia Munn. Just. Um, okay. I mean, I like anyway, them, next. So. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now on Disney Plus, you can watch your Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, uh, Defenders, Luke Cage. And Iron Fist, if your little heart desires. Nobody uh, does. Yeah, no. well, it's on there. So, And then uh, you also have uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that's on there as of today as well. Yeah, uh, I don't think that leans towards the idea of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being canon, canon or anything. I don't think so. I, I, w- I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's uncanon because you have the tie-in to the movies. You like do have Phil and they, Fury, like, and the references. ghosted out, everything, and they make several references to the movies in the show. They make reference to the movies in the show, but that doesn't mean the movies will ever make reference Why to the show. Why would they bother, though, bring them over? What? Why Money. would they bring them, you know, bother to bring them over? I mean, if they were going to somehow try to tie them in. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Brittany. They, there's enough people that like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that really? it was worthwhile to bring it to the first seasons, seasons in a movie. were amazing. I loved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's okay. Uh, we do have uh, Mockingbird in the MCU now, which makes Mockingbird in mm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Bobby Drake, not canon to the MCU. No, well, there's several Mockingbirds. So Mockingbird itself was just a name that was passed down several different there's times. There's only one that's been married to Clint Barton. What's up, girl? And that's Bobby Drake. Yeah. That's true. I like that name. Bobby Drake? Yeah, Bobby Drake. Nice. But it's not like they haven't changed things for the Bobby, Laura, Drake. All right. So last but not least. (laughs) uh, I don't know. Just have him there. There has been pre-screened the first four episodes of Moon Knight, and they are pretty much receiving just hands-down amazing reviews, uh, non-spoiler reviews. I mean, people are saying that it's just it's exactly what you hope for. Like, uh, there's some things that are surprising. Uh, they're saying that's super, super weird, horror. I mean, pretty much what we expect, you know, from the previews. But from what it's coming across, then it's, it's nothing that uh, it's deceiving. Uh, but it's getting nothing but great reviews for the first four episodes. I'm psyched about Moon Knight. I think that given what Moon Knight can be um, and and how lame it could be if it was done poorly. Right. I think there's enough there that it's really easy for it to be uh, a great show, to, to really knock it out of the park. There's enough supernatural elements. There's enough uh, Batman elements. There's enough uh, action. It, it's I, I think it's going to be good regardless, but, but I'm really excited to see it. And it's Oscar Isaac, who is the, the actor that's playing Moon Knight, right? Yes. Oh, my God. I like him. I'll watch anything that he, well, this he is does. A, this is his, what, third Marvel movie to play in? Mm. Really? What was his first one? I don't think he was Apocalypse in Apocalypse. Like Apocalypse X Men. Oh yeah, we, we don't. Played we another don't. one. I thought someone else. What? Yeah, what is this movie that you just said? 
Apocalypse. Yeah, it's yeah. What? It's who he played. What? Well, I don't. I don't understand what you're saying. There's a movie called Apocalypse. No, there's not a movie. It's an X Men. There, there is oh, a movie called X Men yeah. Apocalypse. I don't understand. <laughs> Okay. It's not. I don't. Those are not movies to me. Anymore. Sorry, I was slow on the uptake, <laughs> they, but I they know. started. I, I knew where you were going. They literally just were like, "Hey, let's let's just make a movie in two right. weeks, and we'll call it X Men Apocalypse." And you're like, "You guys suck." <laughs> yeah, it they did have it. Olivia Munn as uh, yeah. as Psylocke in it. it she was in of, House. That, that one, Olivia. Yeah. yeah, remember when yeah. she was in House? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't enough to redeem the movie, but uh, very true. You know, even with actors as good as Oscar Isaac, you can only do so much with a shit movie and a shit director. And, and you know, DC and Marvel are very different entities, but after watching the Batman, which I don't think is bad, but it was very different than what we're used to, you know, they could have a different feel that not everybody likes as mainstream Marvel because we've gotten so used to this whole, you know, Marvel movie setup that... It, you know, it, it could turn a few people off, but I, it, I think the last four series have have proven that they can do different styles of shows, and people can like them, whereas they may not like every single one of them. They're still great offerings, so mm-hmm. yeah, I think it'd be fun. So, what was the other Oscar Isaac Marvel or uh, Marvel property? Uh, I can't remember. I could be. I could be wrong. We don't have to look it up. I was just yeah, wondering. Yeah, no, I could be uh, wrong. But for some your, reason, I thought Star he played Wars. in two different. Oh yeah, Star Wars as well. well hey, what did you guys think of the Miss Marvel trailer? That was it really was, uh, cool. I'm interested. Yeah, it, no. I have a question. Seriously, you don't have to. Hand? You don't have I to raise is. your hand. Well, I got this trouble. is mostly an audio podcast, so you saying I have a question and raise your hand is somewhat moot. So just 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 fire it away. I'm trying to be polite. Damn it. That's you're on the wrong podcast for that. Anyway, so you remember in the la- like the. I'm with the you rings, so far. I can't think. My brain just went blank with the name. <laughs> the Ten Rings? Yes. Okay. So they were talking about the origin of the rings. Do you uh-huh. think that they could tie in her bracelets with those rings when they're trying to figure that out to tie in with the next? <laughs> I here. Sorry, I, go ahead. Everything. Like the next phase. Because we don't, I don't know what's going on with those rings. <laughs> so if they're tying the energy coming out of those bracelets to the Celestials, uh, because the Terrigen Mist originally came from the Celestials, mm-hmm. then it's possible because we know that the Ten Rings from Shang-Chi are some sort of older technology. We haven't found out what it is yet. I do think that that's going to be the next like big twist that Marvel's got, where it's like you think it's this one thing, and they're going to fake us out, and it's going to be another thing from the comics, just presented in a different way. Sure. I think that's going to be in the Ten Rings. I think it's going to be their way to introduce the New Mutants. And I, I think it's going to be something new. I think I think we're on scrolls in this somehow somewhere. I think scrolls going to be in there. I, I, I think it's going to be Cree related. Maybe her neighbor was a was a scroll that somehow died, and they went into the house and found that it was up in the attic. Because that's how she got them, you know, from space. And yeah, that's the cosmic energy that really looks like the same cosmic energy that comes from uh, in WandaVision when uh, Maria Ram, or not Maria. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Maria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maria Rambo. No, that's her mom, right? Maria's Maria? her mom, yeah. yeah no, oh, when, you're talking about Monica. When Monica, Monica. Rambo's in WandaVision, and she goes through that and becomes kind of like your photon. You see that cosmic wave? That's the exact same color and look that that wave was when she put those on. She's falling backwards. The, so I think it's going to have something to do with the squirrels and the Kree. So, I mean, sure they could go that way, but they're going to miss a huge opportunity uh, plugging in an entirely new setup 
Well, not entirely new, but new for our new and improved uh, MCU, and that's with the Inhumans. And since we have already had rumors that Black Bolt potentially could be in Doctor Strange, uh, the new Doctor Strange movie, and that's going to be some sort of introduction into it, you know, I would hope that they would lean more towards Inhumans because they they already have a Captain Marvel with Kree power, and you know they already have uh, Shang Chi with his Ten Rings. If they do kind of those things, they're starting to saddle how these powers are or originated like into like a smaller avenue when they should really be opening it up and be like, Hey, there's a lot of, cause if they're going to have X-Men and you know, the Avengers and then the, the, you know, if they're going to add the defenders into this realm and have all these different groups and the fantastic four, they all got their powers differently, you know? So right, if, if they keep going, Hey, let's say it's all or- originating from the one thing. I think it's just going to make it generic, but we know? are still leading up to secret invasion. And I feel like we might get sure. a couple more answers before we jump into a scroll secret invasion yeah i just don't um, know of that many hero like comic book people from the MC, the marvel universe that like had kree power origins other than captain marvel and maybe a few other ones so it's not well, that big of a story miss marvel so. was originally an inhuman the miss came yeah. and that's how she got her powers and i yep. think this right here is going to open up to where they don't have to focus on the inhuman part of her but bring that as an open aspect to like okay later on I want to bring the Inhumans in, but the bracelets just amplified the power that was within her. She was actually an Inhuman the entire time, and this just opens the door for it to be a possibility in the future to rehash it after how bad the Inhumans TV show did. I mean, some version of that could work. That version wouldn't work because the Terrigen Mist is the thing that unlocked it, so they didn't necessarily have, like, weird, like, dormant, you know magical powers it kind of was something that didn't necessarily exist it's, beforehand it's also entirely possible that the bracelets are the terrigen mists that they oh. were localized that that it's it is the terrigen mists and that they give her her powers in the traditional way but they just never explain it and then sure. when they're ready to bring in humans in then they answer the question as to where her powers came from Interesting. but we'll see i mean yeah and and her powers are different than what they are in the comics uh, it's, so. They seemed a little different, but it did show her stretching and right. growing her fist. Um, that's yeah. kind of the common way you see her using her powers. So, plus they could go a route too, where this is not our MCU Earth, and she could. I mean, they you know, they talked about the Avengers and stuff, but they they, they have Avengers oh, she... on other universes, a uh, multiversal, so, and she could get pulled in on the same setup as you know all these other characters are doing, and they may do something like that. So. That may alter some of her power setups or change in some way, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, I think have... the... sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. I think the biggest thing with this series is where you're going to either win or lose people with it is that it is going to be very much a coming-of-age female teen series, and it's going to be very different than what you've seen in the past with a lot of Marvel aspects, mm. and that's where you had people that didn't like WandaVision a lot because it dealt with a lot of the emotional side of things, and it wasn't super like fighty and action-based. And in the same way with a lot of like a big chunk of Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was more of like a political thing, right. all of that. And I think you're either going to win or lose people. It's going to be very similar to, like, The Runaways or Cloak and Dagger. When that came out, it was very targeted towards a teen demographic than an adult demographic. And that's something that just needs to be kept in mind while this series is actually going. Because you see it even in the trailer. It's very much a coming of age. Oh, yeah. I think that Marvel's definitely reaching out to get a whole – to bring in a whole different crowd than what they normally have that's following, which is great. You know, they're bringing in a whole whole different variety of people. 
but they they are definitely obviously reaching out for a complete different spectrum of people that normally doesn't probably watch. Our human relations specialist, Ben Stewart, has just joined us in the chat. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Uh, and you were talking about uh, uh, Runaways, and they have a, a witch on their team. Mm -hmm. uh, is it Nico? That sounds right. It's been um, a minute since I've fully And speaking of characters one. with supernatural powers, we're doing a top five based on supernatural <laughs> characters this week. So not only am I the greatest at segueing, I'm also the greatest at passing along the beginning of the segment. So Brittany, could you give us your number five, please? Uh, my number five on for supernatural beings, characters, whatever. Um, I decided to go the adult route and not just name all supernatural characters from the TV show with Sam and Dean. But it is actually the Phoenix. I just like every form of Phoenix, whether it is from Phoenix Force to Phoenix like from Harry Potter. Fox from Phoenix from uh, Harry Potter? Is that the Phoenix you're referring to? Any of them, honestly. I, or like Jean Grey? Jean Grey. I just like the aspect of being, like, dying and being reborn as mm. a new version of who you are in this, like, fiery realm. I just like the Phoenix. Yes. And, and much like the Phoenix rising from the ashes, uh, comically inclined at, at one point went away and came back. Did so, it? yeah, that happened. Blake, you're number five. Uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Which, which <laughs> version? Uh, I, I, I'll get judgment on this, I know, but I seriously love uh, the uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. I, I got a couple characters on, on my list from there. But uh, I really love the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde version from that movie. That totally makes sense, considering he's basically just the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they, they borrowed heavily from Marvel's Hulk mm -hmm. character. That, that was kind of the idea. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was kind of like the Avengers um, in Victorian England. But your old novels from the back yeah. in the day originally, yeah, which were created before Marvel Comics, actually. Right. But, from the return to turn, well, yeah, but early 1900s, right? Yeah, when Alan Moore was uh, uh, when Alan Moore was uh, writing it, that was kind of the idea was to just make a sure. conventional superhero team with non-conventional historical characters, and then they made a really, 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 really awful movie based I on saw the comic. Theaters, I can't say much. That uh, I was tanked. Like, I liked it. I liked it. That it was, was so poorly received that Sean Connery decided to stop making movies altogether. <laughs> altogether. <laughs> Jared, you're number five. So my number five is probably the most vanilla one I have on my list, but uh, it is Venom. Uh, I've always loved the concept of symbiotes. Uh, it's just, it's always been cool. And the fact that they built, opened up that world and, uh, a whole bunch to flesh out like the symbiotes and where they came from and all that stuff was pretty cool. But, uh, I was like, yeah, I was like that. So yeah, Venom's a great character. And, uh, in the, not in the main MCU or not in the six one six, but in the ultimate comics line, Venom was actually an attempt to cure cancer that Ooh. turned into a giant goo monster symbiote that took over people's bodies. Yeah. More, you know, more, you know, I had no idea about that. Heather, what we got in chat. All right. Taylor's number five, Gargoyles. Yes! Uh, Mike Casey's number five is Beetlejuice. Okay, nice, 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 nice. They're doing a sequel. Ben's is yeah. Virgil from Devil May Cry. Virgil. Virgil, Virgil from Devil May Cry. Uh, he's Dante's brother, uh, <laughs> the wandering samurai of the demon family. Uh, 
Joseph says Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> That's unsmurf and believable. <laughs> Malnourished is Freddie Mercury. <laughs> no I mean, way someone can that, sing like that. That voice was not human true. for sure. Been singing five octaves. Him and, and Hansi Kirsch. Mix is Constantine. Yeah. Uh, famously, uh, Constantine was defeated in a battle uh, by uh, Legion. So, uh, <laughs> but cool. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. That's how I know when Jared's not paying attention. My number five. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What did you say? Yeah, I noticed. My number tonight. five is nearly headless Nick from the uh, <gasps> Harry Potter series. The Gryffindor house ghost. Uh, once a student at uh, Hogwarts, and then was beheaded by the Bloody Baron. How are you uh, nearly but headless? But just not, just not entirely. Left one little. <laughs> they wouldn't let him join their and... their hunt. I know man. that reference now. <laughs> God, I think I think we're uh, we're on number six now. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're on number five. Uh, 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 Michael Stewart says John Carter. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, Brittany, you're number four. So before I go to number four, yes, it was actually a Beetlejuice number two, like sequel is set to be made to carry on from where the first one took off. With uh, Michael Keaton and uh, I have no idea. Winona they haven't Ryder, released like the any thing. of like the characters in it, but it is actually a sequel and a continuation of the out. first I'm one. I'm sure they won't fuck it up. I really thought the cartoon series of the 90s was a, an appropriate enough sequel without, oh, without having great. to make another movie. <laughs> Him <laughs> continuously trying to marry her throughout yeah, the entire yeah. thing? <laughs> Yeah, that didn't cause any problems at all. Okay, Brittany, you're number four. Uh, my number four is Cerberus. Cerberus? I can't Cerberus. Um, I don't really... There's not a bad version of Cerberus, to yeah. be fair. But probably my number one Cerberus is from uh, Lore Olympus. Okay. And it's a Webtoon series, which I'm addicted to, like, 100%. It's going to be coming a Netflix series. And I think my favorite is the one from Hercules. That uh, is a good one, but, but you need to read... Only from fighting him in Kingdom Hearts. Ooh, that was a good part in that Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I love. It's a great fight. There's really not a bad version of Cerberus. You guys know? No. No, they have no idea. You can tell. (laughs) Blake, hit us with your number four. I tune out when you guys talk. I I will probably have the Otis supernatural character on my list of everybody. Uh, Dorian Gray. The picture of Dorian Gray. Like, are you saying, like, oldest in history ever? Well, no, no, no. Like, I've actually, like, I, all right, it's only Extraordinary Gentleman. Yes, I know this, and I like that character. But I also read the book by Oscar Wilde that was published in 1891. And you think that predates any other supernatural character ever? Out of our list? Oh, oh, on our, on our, on our yeah, list? Yeah, on our list. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know. No, no, no I'm talking about here in, our, in the studio on our list. I probably have the probably most predated supernatural character. It was Dorian Gray. Because that was in 1891 was when that book, book was written. And I've read that book as well. No, I think I'm right. I don't know. I just wanted to disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, your number four. Uh, my number four is a – well, this is less blankety, but I, it, it, when I explain it, you'll understand. Basically, any dragon from any movie or show that's ever been uh, – this doesn't come from me. Does Dragonheart be included in that? The PBS show from like the yeah, 90s? I don't give a shit. Any dra- dragons are fucking badass. All right, like they they're very very cool. And I don't think there's ever been a bad entry of a dragon except for Aragon. Aragon was yeah. Bad. Books were all right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we've, we've talked about Aragon a lot. Yeah, lately. we have yeah. lately. Yeah. Weird. But I just anytime there's a dragon in any, anything, I freaking enjoy. They are boss level creatures. They are you know ancient. Uh, smart benevolent individuals and i just enjoy them thoroughly have, so uh, did any of you guys grow up on 
uh, Dragon Tales. Yeah. Yeah. Did any of you notice that every one of the dragons in Dragon Tales has a physical or mental deformity? Really? There was a reason for that. I don't really see yeah. that. They DNA, were trying but, to yeah, make it normal yeah. for everybody else. Like especially the, the since one like dragon is like mentally challenged, and the other dragon is a midget, and the one the one dragons are conjoined twins, and the one dragon's elderly. None of them are just like. So I do have a question before we so <laughs> rushly moved over to Jared. Do y'all know who Dorian Gray is? Yes. Okay. No. Good. Yes, uh, well, I, I didn't I've, explain I who have it zero was. Ideas. You really don't. You do. You're being sarcastic. All right. I've also read the book by Oscar Wilde. <laughs> okay. It, I mean, it has probably to... before you did. I read it about 12 years ago. Are you dating yourself? Then yes. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to pick up a dime. <laughs> uh, Heather, what we got in chat? Killing Why it. Why has a Dragon Tales theme Ooh. song in my head? Dragon um, Tales, Dragon Tales. Mike Casey's is Alcard from Castlevania? Alucard? Alucard. Okay. Oh my god. From Castlevania. <laughs> the, su- the son of uh, Dracula. Hey. Fucking. Yeah. Which Check is. The chat. Which is. Is Dracula <laughs> spelled backwards as Alucard? Did you know that? Ben. I didn't pay ben. attention enough. He <laughs> <laughs> shoot his ad, I think. So over this Wolverine thing. All right. Joseph number four is the tick. Yeah. Not necessarily a supernatural <laughs> character, but definitely a character. Yeah. Taylor's number four. Supernatural. Is he has supernatural powers. He has he has a uh, he has like crazy person strength. The, yeah. the tick is Yeah, it's yeah. still supernatural. He's not it's all there mentally. Superhero. Uh, I think we all What was Ben's number four? Um words I can't pronounce. What? Uh Suki? Ikechi? Samanosuke? Yep, there Some we go. Some anime thing. Yeah. Ah, yes. What anime is that one? Onomusha. Uh, it's a game. It's uh, okay. it's from the Onomusha games. Uh, Samanosuke. Well, I just said that right. Uh, yeah. Look uh, at you. Yeah. High five. He's the the main uh, samurai you play as in uh, in uh, Onomusha. Uh, he's a total badass. He's half oni, turns into a demon. Uh, it's, really? It actually follows Ooh, like oni. the history of feudal Japan and the actual like warlords that led um, are the villains you fight in the game. Hmm. It's really cool. Uh, it had three, um, three version or three iterations of the game: one, two, and three. Um, the first two, they're they're basically Resident Evil, but you play as a zombie or you play as a samurai. Sorry, uh, you play as a badass samurai who can turn into a demon. Uh, and then the third one, it splits between feudal Japan and modern uh, Paris. And uh, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but have you guys ever seen Leon the Professional? Mm-mm. Yeah, the French guy. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he plays the second character you play as in Onimusha Three, and he's in, he's the basically the character from the professional, but he has this like whip that kills demons, and it's it's so cool. Uh, but anyway, give me a chance play the Onimusha games. Uh, my number four, sorry, I was, I was nerding out. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't tell. <laughs> my number four is Hellboy. Uh, the uh, comic book version is very different from the movie versions that we've gotten, but they're all good. Uh, Hellboy's a lot of fun as a character. He's the Antichrist, uh, and he decides to be a good guy. He's raised to be a hero and a detective, and he solves a lot of supernatural mysteries. Uh, but love Hellboy. Nice. Which Hellboy? Uh, the Ron Perlman one's my favorite, yeah. for sure. I love Ron Perlman. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty great A1. I have to say, did you read Malnourish's number four? Adele. 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 Because, because Adele. Adele. <laughs> That's again, crazy. another voice. She's pretty supernatural, yeah, for real. I'll buy Another voice. 
Britt, your number three. Uh, my number three is Gods and Goddesses, and my like three specific ones. Two of them are tied together. One is Freya. I love the goddess of both war and sexuality and all of that being tied together. And then also I love the story of Persephone and Hades falling in love and being together. Hence my obsession with Laura Olympus. Um, if you have not watched that on Webzooms or Reddit, it's just amazing. It's actually picked up to be a Netflix series. Uh, this episode sponsored by Laura Olympus. Uh, <laughs> I could go on for hours about Laura Olympus. <laughs> Blake, you're number three. All right, my number three. So I don't know if you call this character supernatural, but he hunts the supernatural. So uh, my number three is Van Helsing. Uh, the Hugh Jackman the version. The Hugh Jackman version. Even though that movie is so cheesy, like, I just fucking love Hugh Jackman. But uh, I, I, as a kid, you know, that came out when I was young. And when that came out, I was, uh, uh, you know, I was way younger than what Danny was. Danny was an adult still. Uh I just was really amazed by that movie as a kid. I thought this was really good, really entertaining. And, you know, he already had – he was already Wolverine. I think only the first X-Men was out when that came out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they had the little Wolverine deal kind of where he ran his claws down, you know, as a werewolf at the end, which was a little nod to Wolverine. So, yeah, I love uh, Jack uh, – Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing. We all How love Hugh How old are you feeling right now with him just dating you I've, so bad? I've, I pretty much just feel generally old all the time. <laughs> I feel that in my soul. Jared, your number three. My number three comes from one of the greatest one-season shows of all time, and that is The Cape. Do you know? Oh, the I Cape? thought it was going to be Firefly. Oh, so good. <laughs> Nobody's supernatural. Those are down-to-earth characters we can all relate to. You son of a bitch, and you'd know that if you actually watched the fucking. Show. I've side seen note, on Castle. I've seen Firefly. On side note, on Castle, they have an entire episode where he just makes references yep. to Firefly. And it's yeah, he even wears the costume. It's glorious. His, daughter, his I, daughter's like. How could you be a space cowboy? There's no cows in space. Space, yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. But ah. I love the cape so much because it was just a dude that had, like, a magical cape that he could use to, like, whip and hit people. Yeah. And he, like, he didn't have any powers other than the fact – it was, like, Doctor Strange with a cape <laughs> if the cape was not as cool. And he also didn't know magic or anything. Like, I he just had a cape to whip, whip people. Zero and, idea on what this is. Oh, it was, I mean, it's – it was I've never heard of it. It's on NBC, right? I think it was on NBC. Yeah, I yeah, think it, it dropped on NBC. on NBC. Seems like a G so. version of the like Spawn. It, and they were like <laughs> super hype about it. They were like, "We oh, got yeah. a, we've got a new superhero show coming," and they're like really excited. And like yeah. the first couple episodes, was like, "Yeah, this is this is, this is get during, like, literally just a cape." This was like the the era of Lost. Whenever they were like NBC was like killing it hard. Wasn't it NBC or ABC that it Lost was? Uh, I thought they were on the. It doesn't matter. But uh, CBS. Yeah. yeah, it was such a good. No, it wasn't on CBS. Fox. No, I think it was ABC. Uh, but yeah. God, was it, <laughs> was ABC. Well, God was it a good show? But like, even the premise of the thing, like the cape didn't have any powers. He, somebody else who knew how to manipulate cloth yeah. in a deadly way, was, taught it, him. Yeah, it was in a circus. They were, <laughs> he went to a, like a circus, and they all like like helped him do shit. Like yeah. it was, it it's was like just the Punisher, cape, though. <laughs> but instead of him like. Like, instead of him avenging his family, like, and being badass at fighting and stuff, like, they're like, here's a cape. Like, do this shit. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. And he, like, grab shit with it. And he's yeah. just like, <laughs> with his cape. And it was it's Silly as bad shit. as it sounds. But... Danny, you are correct. It's ABC. Yeah. And I, I say that disgruntedly. <laughs> Heather, what we got in the chat? All right. Mike's number three is Raven of Teen Titans. Hot. Taylor's is Dracula from Dracula Untold. Nice, nice. That's that's probably one of the um, most fun on-screen versions of Dracula. He was a really, really big badass. Good Never job, watched Taylor it. Burton. Nix is also yeah, Dracula. 
And Nick, quit cheating <laughs> off of other people's tests. <laughs> and bins is another word I don't know how to pronounce. Etrigan. Etrigan, the rhyming demon. He is Ooh, uh, yes. attached to the soul of a wizard, uh, Jason Blood. Um, and they have lived since medieval times, uh, uh, swapping between the Jason Blood <laughs> persona and the Etrigan persona. Gone, uh, gone, the form of man. I loved Rise him in demon, Justice Etrigan. League. Whew. I, yep. Etrigan to me was one of the more interesting characters of like you know DC entirely because you know he could pop into different areas and do things, but it, it was just such a, a crazy thing. Like uh, his character was so complex, like it was not a, as cookie cutter as a lot of the DC characters you see out there. So I just yeah. always enjoyed seeing him. And the the staying power of the Etrigan character has always yeah, been yeah. really interesting to me. Did he you ever keeps watch coming back up? Justice League Dark. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, he's yeah. That I I don't know if I like him better in that one or in the Justice League in like the animated series whenever he would pop up there like sure, the yeah. baby version of him whenever they like all turn huh. babies was just yeah. the most adorable thing ever. Uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold probably yeah. has my favorite version of Etrigan. I on it. could not stand that series. I love that series. <laughs> my number <laughs> my number three is Vengeance the uh, the antithesis to uh, Ghost Rider. He's much bigger, much stronger. He has purple flames and spikes coming out of his skull. Uh, and he's basically like Ghost Rider's version of Venom. Uh, and he is scary, crazy, violent, and fun. I'm glad you never heard of that So that's one. who your vengeance was and not the year two Robert Pattinson. <laughs> vengeance. Oh, that was, yeah. That was well, that one was good, one. too. Brittany, do your number two. <laughs> Um, only, you can only actually hear that on the Patreon. Um, oh, so... no, 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 That's never, that's not going to be on the Patreon at any level. So you freakos don't, don't do that. Um, no, well, we, I, you really won't find out though until you subscribe. You have to uh, subscribe to know hundred yeah. percent. Um, my number two would probably be Pegasus from Hercules. Uh, I never wanted a winged horse as bad as I did whenever they... I, I want a winged horse. I love Pegasus. Pegasus oh, yeah. from Hercules, the animated movie well, for Disney. Headbutt, yeah. Yes, headbutt. <laughs> and they, it's just the most adorable thing ever. And I want one. Uh, if you Jared, don't have Facebook, or Blake, then, what's your number two? No. <laughs> uh, my number two is the Lycans off of Underworld. Uh, I don't know. I, I've always liked werewolves. And yeah, it's the werewolves. Movies, but uh, to me, out of all the movies in the cinema realm, uh, I, I think the Lycans out of Underworld is probably my favorite version. Yeah. Uh, I remember when the first Underworld came out, it was really um, interesting, this, like, whole underground, like, vampire war with the, the werewolves. And then yeah. at the end of the movie, you get uh, – spoiler alert – at the end of the movie, you get the hybrid um, of both right. and how badass he is. Uh, and I, I loved Underworld 1 and was really excited about this expanded universe they were kind of building. And, it, I mean, that predates the MCU, and it sure. was kind of the first – one of the first early attempts at, at connecting a trilogy in a way that builds a broader world. Um, and then, obviously, the sequels are just hot garbage. Like, two and three suck so bad. But the first one's great. I watched three on an airplane. And yeah. There's a couple scenes that made it not airplane friendly. Yeah. And it was, I, I don't think I could go back to Underworld after being. Like, what was the not airplane friendly scenes? Um, is, there, is there nudity in Underworld? Yes. Three? Not like. Yeah. There was wait Underworld three. Yeah, is there tates? I don't know if they're straight. <laughs> they're straight tatas, but there's some scenes that like are. Side boob? 
or just no there are there some pasties there's some like is there a naked werewolf in there i don't remember this <laughs> why, that why, I you guys, remember. why don't we try but no there are some like sexual <laughs> in the third one that i remember sitting and i was actually in the middle seat and all right I was fucking get there it. god damn it come on <laughs> and there was two people on the both sides of me just watching my screen as i am watching a sex scene play out from the third one and i was just yeah. like this was, is happening did right you now. See, did you see boobs or penis? There's never penis in movies. Yeah, but unless like, it's straight mean. up like a. <laughs> I'm failing to see why this is not uh, not like airplane friendly. You uh, took a weird uh, stance. Because to the things that are implied like planet, in that movie Heather, when you're in the middle Brittany, seat what's your number is two? just. I already oh, told wait, you no, my number Jared, two. Jared, what's your number two? <laughs> you're Brittany now. I'm, by I'm the open way. and free about that stuff. Okay, so I'm gonna <laughs> plug another podcast in this. Uh, if you guys are looking for a really cool podcast to listen to other than ours, uh, you should listen to Dungeons and Daddies. Uh, both Blake, or no, I'm sorry, not Blake, but Danny and I both. Uh, he said, have, "Daddy, I didn't." I love Dungeons so and Daddies. Both Danny and I have listened to. Uh, I think Danny's not caught up on the second season, but nope. the first season, uh, it's a they play Dungeons and Dragons, uh, but it's uh, done with uh, five comedians that are incredibly funny and they have a really good world building aspect to everything. And it's a really great listen, but one of the characters in there, his name is scam likely. And he is, uh, a fucking nuts individual. He's probably one of my favorite characters that's ever been put into creation. Um, I won't spoil it, but he's, he's fantastic. Uh, he is. He's, what's he's the name really of this good, podcast? So. Again? It's called dungeons and daddies. Um, uh, they were. It's put on by some some of the people that did video game high school. Mm-hmm. Rocket uh, Jump. Yep. Uh, so in in a few other things, they it's a really really good show. So if you if you want to listen to something, I would recommend that highly. So. And uh, Malnourished is talking about Harmon Quest being really great too, and he's right. Oh, yeah, uh, Harmon Quest is a lot of fun too. Very true. Uh, but I, there's a lot of good D and D podcasts out there. Dungeons and Daddies is my favorite. Um, yeah. Unless you know you're talking about binging Critical Role. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, Heather, hit us with the chats, number twos. Nick's number Giggity. two is the Stay Puffed Marshmallows. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Actually, that's our first Ghostbusters reference. Nice. Ever? Um, Taylor's no. number no. two is the Guardians from Destiny. Yes. Especially the Warlocks. Yes. Warlock. Um, it's so Mike's good. number two is Marsling, the Vampire Queen. Isn't that... Th- that's from Adventure Time. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, she's a cool character. She plays bass. Her bass is an actual axe. Uh, She'll murder you with it. There's Ben's. And Ben's number two is Jackie Estacado. Estacado. Jackie Estacado, the darkness from uh, uh, the Darkness comics and then the video game. Uh, he's a uh, scary character. He has these like little gremlins, and he's like uh, got this like hereditary. Uh, insanity that comes on whenever it does this like hell powers unleashed out of his body and it like kills people and eats them and uh, he's a cool character. My number two is Swamp Thing. Uh, the character is a scientist that gets knocked into a swamp, gets uh, becomes the uh, uh, living embodiment of the green, which is a uh, energy that keeps the earth and its yes the green. It keeps the energy of the earth and its plants alive, and he's the defender of all plant life on the planet. Um, I remember growing up watching the the Sci Fi Channel uh, version of that. In yeah, the- so there was two movies. Uh, the second one has Heather Locklear in it. Yep. Um, 
Good. I mean, I always loved him as a kid. I haven't watched him as an adult. I haven't either. It, back in when I was like, I don't know, I was probably like seven or eight. I remember when they came out. Or when I watched them, I mean, with my dad. All right, Brittany, we're down to number ones. Mm. My number one was the first time I fell in love with a 2D character. And it says probably more about me than anything. Um, it is Alucard Helsing from Helsing Unlimited. Yeah. Oh, Lordy May. Uh, that character itself made me... I'm just going to keep it as that's my favorite one. Because I can go... Helsing's amazing. On it's one it's... of my favorite anime. So I watched Helsing Unlimited before the original Helsing. I can't watch the original Helsing. But Helsing Unlimited, I can watch nonstop all the time between him and uh, Police Girl. All of it is just... Phenomenal anime. What's the storyline about this? So he is the son of Dracula. He is Dracula. So is it kind of? No, he is Dracula because at the end of it, that's spoilers. Um, you see him release everything and go down, and you actually see the Dracula version of him come out whenever you see the end of the series. He is Dracula. What she said. So it's a play on Van Helsing's name. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, well, you have Van Helsing in it. She's a British oh, woman okay. that's actually in it. That's part of the Van Helsing name that gets continuous on. And they go through and they defeat vampires. And then you get, like, Nazi vampires and then Nazi, like, zombies and all of that that's in it. And oh, it's wow. just ah, it's amazing. Really cool. huh. now, now there's going to be a bunch of video games of Russians instead of – Russians have finally overtake Nazis for video game <laughs> stuff, I, I feel like. Russia was already the villain of all of our media in the 80s. Yeah. This isn't new. I mean, that's the reason why they were the villains in Rocky. Uh, Germany's Red been Dawn. doing a lot better lately, uh, okay? Iron Man yeah. 2. Germany's <laughs> been doing a lot better. That character, when he goes into that form. That's... Mm. Wait, Blake, what's your number one? My number one has already been spoken twice. It is Dracula, Luke Evans' version from Dracula. And so, uh, cool, uh, cool, cool, cool. I have, to, I have to seriously say that's probably my favorite Dracula movie I've ever watched. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. Jared, what's your number one? So my number one comes from the, and I'm prefacing this, the uh, book series, The Wheel of Time. And that is the uh, the entity known as Mashadar, uh, the Black Wind. And Danny knows of this as well. I apologize yep. for most of you people that don't understand this reference. But this is like a, a dark entity that roams a uh, abandoned city <laughs> from a long time ago. <laughs> Always on, always on my fucking. I'm listening. I, also, yeah. I know who Mashadar yeah, is. Yeah, you're listening, and nobody else is. You son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's basically like a, a a black mist that like kills anything it touches, and it's it plays a really uh, cool part of that whole book series. But I always thought it was really nuts because like like you'd have whole armies try to go in and attack Mashadar, and they'd all die because it's just instant death. So hmm. I always thought it was really cool. God damn That's it. Really cool. Am I the only fucking adult here? Yes. yes. Yes, you are. you are. Heather, what do we got in chat? Mike Casey's number one is death. Yeah, from a uh, regular show. Thanks, Mike. Um, Taylor's number one is Sam and Dean Winchester. What are they from? <laughs> a show I've never heard of. Are you talking about the guys Probably that make Winchester rifles? The gun guys? Yeah. Yeah. Nick Beck. <laughs> Taylor, thank you. Number one is you. Bernie Sanders. He's super <laughs> The fact that he's still alive is just yeah. supernatural. <laughs> um, Ben's number one is Vampire Hunter. Oh, so good. Vampire Hunter D. Uh, he is the son of Dracula. 
Yeah. yeah, a lot of Dracula's stuff tonight. That's Dracula's nice. number we, one. When we Dracula's do a supernatural daddy. list. What's, what's your number one, Danny? My number one is The Crow. Uh, specifically the Brandon Lee version, yep. but all versions of the comic Crow are good. Um, ba- created by James O'Barr, it was a way for him to deal with the death of his uh, fiance in a drunk driving inc- accident. The story is of a man who him and his girlfriend are murdered right before they can get married. And a year later, he comes back to wipe the earth of all the people that caused their death. Um, Very similar story. to Punisher. Nope. 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 And the Revengeance? <laughs> like, Revengeance. No, Vengeance, Punisher, Punisher never died. So, and, so no, he didn't die. Like, I'm talking Dave, about like, the, like coming back and like, vengeance-wise. So, Brittany, there's a few rules that we all have to follow in this podcast. And one of those rules is we never argue with Danny about the crow ever because Danny <laughs> will freak the fuck out because no, he no, no, loves okay. the crow. I saw okay. the I saw the, the uh, switch yeah. flip in his eyes. You could say that whenever uh, Frank Castle was uh, cut apart into tiny little pieces and brought back as Frankencastle. That's probably similar That's to the crow. That's a good storyline. Yeah. Frankencastle's a lot of It fun. needs to be brought back. Yeah. So that has been our top five supernatural characters. Feel free to keep sharing your choices in the chat, and we'll react as we can. Uh, guys, what are we doing for next week? Oh. We need to do the Moon Knight. Yes. Somebody suggested uh, the Moon Knight villains. Top, or top five Moon Knight, Moon Knight villains. So we characters. all have to become... Moon Knight fans in the next week, and so then pick our favorite. This. Is there is there like at least twenty or thirty Moon Knight villains? No, well, it could be Moon Knight characters. Five piece. I mean, so there's no over- overlap. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's uh, that's workable. Hmm. Moon Knight in general, the characters from Moon Knight. Or it's kind of like Egyptian it's kind of like us choosing our top five Doctor Pepper flavors. We We're should all gonna our li- our lists are gonna overlap. Mine Why don't we do our top five characters with multiple personalities? that work? Yeah. With uh, dissociative identity disorders? Sure. I think we could probably I like to preface this by saying is we're not doing this to poke fun or make light of anybody that may go go through that, but part of what well, makes comics favorites. part of what makes comics so interesting and great like is the that. fact that they have people of all different types and situations. Right. So I still cannot be 100% sure that I'm not sitting in my basement by myself with uh for or just other chairs around me. You are talking into a microphone <laughs> with cameras that aren't running. You are. So. We're not. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah. anyway, so that has been our top five. <laughs> top five. So we have been uh, running a little bit of a 3D printing farm on the uh, on the side. Uh, yeah. Lately, Jared's oh, been in charge of the uh, getting the prints done. Uh, we will have these prints available to sell uh, at AnimeCon, uh, and we didn't think about it until we brought it on the show. But we printed a green Bulbasaur, <laughs> and <laughs> you can't see him because <laughs> he just fits in with the green screen. <laughs> so that's fun. But we do have these little um, low poly Pokemon. We've got. Oh look, that's that's perfect. I put it on Blake's screen. You got <laughs> low poly Squirtles and uh, these cute little Pikachus. You got Eevee. My screen's that. My screen's that way. This is Gengar. You got shirt. I don't know why I grabbed that. Uh, <laughs> that just got weird. You got Lapras. <laughs> you did make my Marvel. You got Charmander. You pass me the Squirtle. <laughs> Squirtle. Are you? Geo Dude. Like Pikachu. Anyway. You're not doing. Bulbasaur. Yeah, hey, 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 
<laughs> so anyway, uh, if you're a fan of Pokemon comics, uh, like like some of us are, or a fan of uh, Marvel or, uh, or oh, DC, Vertigo, uh, any of the Wildstorm comics, uh, Image, uh, you could you know you're probably familiar with with other characters like that. Uh, Blake, are you familiar with uh, these kind of characters? Fuck no, I ain't because they ain't Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week we'll make my Marvel. So we are still in Mortal Hulk, issues 34 through 38. Uh, next week we'll be wrapping it up. We'll be doing issues 39 through 50. Uh, and we will start a new series after that. So if there's any new series that y'all would like for us to cover, uh, go ahead and get ready over the next week uh, and suggest those for us. Uh, so we now, before I start on this, uh, we pretty much let's go over the characteristics of the Hulk and Bruce Banner and, and what what all versions we have in the series. We have Bruce, we have Joe Fixit, we have Devil Hulk, Savage Hulk, and the Green Scar. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> Green that, Scar is the uh, World Breaker Hulk. Right, from uh, the version from Scar. We as well play yep. Scar. So it starts out with uh, Sam Stearns, the leader, uh, and it kind of goes back to some little backstory. shows an accident, how he got his uh, gamma powers and turned into the leader. shows him dying a couple of times, and uh, he is actually transported to the Hell Realm. Where the green door is, uh, I guess I call it the Hell Realm. Yeah, it's uh, like, like Mindscape or whatever you want to call it. It's uh, where the Hulks go when they die. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, he dies, and uh, he recreates himself just many times. Uh, finally, after it shows the backstory of that and him recreating himself, we have Bruce arguing with the Hulk. Uh, they're <laughs> kind of going back and forth, and Bruce kind of gives in to the Hulk. You're like, you know what? You're right. I have been fighting against you. been trying to hide you and destroy you this whole time. Uh, maybe it's about after time. all these years. Still, maybe not it's friends. time that we, you know, finally kind of, you know, try to do this together for the first time. Uh, and then out of nowhere, it goes back to present. I, I actually into the physical uh, present day on Earth, and uh, the Hulk is a star now. Uh, pretty much since he uh, defeated Zimnu, and everybody realized that Zimnu uh, sit there and put this trance on everybody that was bullcrap. What's the name? Zimnu. Uh, Zimnu. Yeah. He's a big, furry, white, yeti-looking uh, thing. Yeti-looking monster yeah. that has the ability to uh, control people's minds. Oh. And he made everybody think that he was the a Hulk childhood. who had always been yeah. with the Avengers. Uh, and everybody forgot about Green Hulk. Oh, fuck. Yep. So we all know, you know, Rick Jones from last time. Rick Jones is up to no good. <laughs> Rick Jones! <laughs> I'm Rick Jones, I'm bitch! I'm so glad I'm not the only one that had that playing in their head. Thank fuck you, Fuck your Jared. couch, Hulk! Fuck your couch! Thank you, Jared. <laughs> but, uh... So anyways, uh, while being interviewed with, by a lot of people, uh, everybody, the Hulk is actually smiling. They're taking pictures of the Hulk smiling. Uh, the Rick Jones actually touches and transfers some kind of gamma uh, burst into the Hulk, and he steps aside. Uh, out of nowhere, Rick just is, like, deformed. This big energy gamma blast comes out of him, kills a lot of people around him. They get it on camera. The nuke. Right back again. The Hulk is the bad guy. You know, it's all the Hulk's fault. Hulk's over here pretty much crying because he's not wanting everybody to get hurt. Uh, so the Alpha Flight shows up once again. and they These are Canadian just, bastards yeah, are everywhere. They uh, decide to just finally go balls to the walls and really try to put them down. Uh, come to find out. You know those Canadians fight first, fight second, ask questions last, man. <laughs> uh, we also kind of go back and we, we get a little bit of a backstory and come find out that in the uh, – 
in Rick Jones this whole time. It's, as we know, it wasn't Rick Jones, but we didn't know really what was possessing him with the game of powers. And it's been the leaders this whole time that's been inside of Rick Jones. Uh, and mm. inside the mindscape. Balls deep inside Rick Jones. <laughs> inside the mind. Out of my head, Jared. <laughs> Uh, the leader in the Devil Hulk, uh, this series right here, or this last issue ends with the the leader in the Devil Hulk, which is a big scaly looking. I, well, no, that was his dad. No, Actually, Devil. That, that is, is Devil, Devil Hulk. Hulk. Okay, yeah. So the, big scaly. I mean, looking with a serpent tongue. Uh, Hulk get ready to fight, and that's how the thirty eight issue thirty eight ends, and uh, thirty nine will pick up where we go next week, where they actually have their big fight. Mm. And that's this week on Make My Marvel. Actually Welcome back to the me. show. <laughs> Fucking abuse this. I'm no, you're never getting this. Never, ever, ever. Please. So we've got we've got a new buzzer for for uh, our next segment. You know when we get around to it. You don't uh, give a child a gun. You're not getting the buzzer. <laughs> Wait, why this? wouldn't you give a child a gun? What's this thing about children and guns? I don't know, man. As long as you properly Danny, teach them how to use one, they should be able. Buzzer. I can't make them do anything. Uh, I'm the moderator. I'm sorry. It's my segment. It's <laughs> the one thing I have in life. Yeah. Run it tip top, tip top shape. Yeah. Okay, cool. It is when I hit it once. <laughs> you know what, Danny, all this you really arguing. are like a cat, you know? Danny, I am! Danny, I told Danny, y'all I'm a cat! Danny, all this arguing has got me all heated, and I don't I don't think I'm done uh, arguing. Are, are you? <laughs> I, I guess I'm not done arguing. <laughs> all right, let's do it. <laughs> I am very much like a cat. I see that. <laughs> I see your Weren't you guys that? All right, this week in Are You Done, we have Blade versus Geralt of Rivia. Uh, Jared's got Geralt, and Danny has Blade. This is where we take schoolyard arguments, bring them to the podcast. We let these guys go back and forth and try to see who's got the bigger balls and, and the best <laughs> argument. <laughs> and then we let you, the fans, decide who's win- who wins uh, by voting. So... Uh, we gonna let Danny go first, right? Uh, yeah, I think Jared deserves the last we'll, word. We'll let these guys uh, get a minute apiece to give their explanation of their character. Then they'll go two minutes head to head, interrupting each other, trying not to cut each other uh, by seeing who's best. And then they also get a thirty second rebuttal each with no interruptions. So, uh, without further ado, why do you have sharp objects? <laughs> I always have a knife. <laughs> let's Things go. just got very interesting. Let's go, Danny. I'm ready. So Blade, the Daywalker, he has all of the strengths and abilities of a vampire and none of their weaknesses. Originally, Blake was a Dampir, which is a human and a vampire having a child together. Uh, but then he was bitten by Morbius and gained the uh, – it, it eliminated all of his weaknesses, and that's how he became the Daywalker. He carries a silver uh, sword um, as well as uh, uh, a lot of ammunition. Blade is a master of martial arts. Uh, he's a master of melee weaponry, and he is a master of firearms. Um, he can lift 10 tons, which puts him power level uh, equal to Spider-Man uh, and some of your, your stronger characters like Hercules. Uh, uh, he can regenerate limbs and organs in a level equal to Wolverine. He um, has a sixth sense that allows him to detect supernatural threats. Um, and he has the speed and reflexes of a vampire, and uh, he will be able to be Geralt. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> that that really... just doesn't have the same feel. Really no, bad. it needs the old one, but somebody All right, Jared. So uh, 
Here we go with your minute, and let's go. So trying to fight Blade is a, is a tall order, but if anybody could do it, Geralt of Rivia is, is one that would throw his hat in the ring. Geralt uh, is a uh, uh, basically a, a monster hunter. He has uh, been mutated by uh, mages to be stronger, faster, uh, have a lot more insight than the average individual. Uh, he can do basic magic spells. He has protection spells. He has fire spells he can be able to push people away he can uh, charm you uh and he can also uh slow down time uh for uh, short periods of time he's a master swordsman uh maybe not his quality of an arsenal's blade with uh with uh all of his uh firearms but he does have the magical aspect and he is well versed in killing vampires this guy kills vampires before he gets up to, to take a nor- morning piss. So, I mean, when you're talking about a fight, Geralt's no slouch. He's going to know what Blade has coming for him. And if he can block bullets, he's going to do a great job. <laughs> Wait, hey, you know, great use of that buzzer, Blake. Way to do it in a way that it was intended and not overly at all. See, that was an example of how we shouldn't use it. <laughs> You I don't know, give a shit how uh, true what that was. Say. I will smash that one, too. <laughs> Just true what they say, Jared. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's very true. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to do two minutes head-to-head. Let's go. All right. Listen, idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're being way too friendly. I, so We really so are. <laughs> where this comes down to play is do we believe that Blade's bullets – are going to be able to get through Geralt's shield and be able to... Because if he can, then there's really no contest. But if Geralt has the ability to block bullets with his magical shields that he can be able to employ, he definitely has a fighting chance. If we get down to brass tacks of sword fighting, I don't know Blade wins that fight. So I can say that uh, Blade being a master of all melee weapons, especially the sword, because he is a swordsman, and Geralt also being a master of all melee weapons, especially the sword... Um, puts them on equal footing yeah. with swords. In, in in the level of combat, they're on equal footing. So the thing I think that gives Blade the edge is his super strength, the sure. ability to, um, to, to lift 10 tons. Because while Geralt is stronger than the average person, yeah. and it's it's canon that whenever he blocks somebody's blows, he blocks so damn hard that he almost knocks the other person out. Yeah. Geralt has a strength above that of the average human, but I don't think he equals Blade's strength. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if it get done to hand-to-hands and, and Blade starts punching, I think that's a, that's a, a yeah. win for Blade for sure. But... So I think even without getting the guns out, Blade's already got the advantage in this fight. Sure. I think, I think here's where Geralt can win this. If he can be able to employ magical spells, if he sets Blade on fire, Blade's, Blade's going to be really hurt. He sticks a sword into his heart. Blade's going to die. If he cuts his head off, he's going to die. So whereas I would give the edge mostly to Blade, I think in a fight that doesn't include Blade just walking up and capping a, capping a bitch in the face, it's not going to go as easy as, uh, as being able to just say, hey, I'm just going to overwhelm you with strength because he deals with monsters that are incredibly strong. I swear to God. <laughs> I, well, the, the problem is that Blade Blade's healing factor is better than Geralt's, sure. and they're both going to take some damage. Yeah. And Geralt, who can have his entire cut throat cut, and it takes him a couple of months to heal. Yeah, uh, it's an all-in or nothing. He could do the same for, attack for Geralt, on Blade, sure. and Blade yeah. would be healed within minutes. Yeah. I would like to break through Geralt's defenses. I didn't as well. really. I didn't want this argument to end. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted y'all keep going. Yeah. All right. So now we get thirty-second minute or thirty-second rebuttal. Thirty-second minutes. Yeah. For everybody. Thirty seconds of minutes. <laughs> thirty-second rebuttal uh, without interruption. Danny, go. So. Uh, 
while I can appreciate that Geralt of Rivia is one of the baddest fictional characters to have ever existed, uh, when it comes to sheer power, ability, speed, um, and scale of uh, range of attack, uh, Blade's got this one. He's got it all day long. Um, he doesn't even have to get close to Geralt to take him out. And if he chooses to, he's still got the advantage in that he's stronger, um, equally as fast, and he heals faster. So uh, most of Geralt's attacks aren't going to be able to do the kind of damage it needs to. That's a good argument. Thank you. Really, you that's really good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's wrap this up. All right, Jared, let's go. So, you know... I do agree on all fronts. Blade is stronger. He's probably faster. He probably, he definitely has the better weaponry. But what I've explained successfully, I think, is Geralt has ways to be able to block bullets for a short time. He has the ability to fight with Blade. And if he goes all in, there's a chance. And if you ever watch the great movie Little Giants, all you need is a goddamn chance. <laughs> so, <laughs> everybody loves an underdog, and I don't think Geralt is big of an underdog is what you would assume at first glance. So. <laughs> you know what? That was a good argument. I think yeah, I'm done, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm, All right. I feel good about that. Touche. We changed the whole format of that. We talked about our arguments earlier today, so it oh, made yeah. a lot more sense. All right. Welcome back. So um, I do want to say uh, and, and, you know, I, I love to keep Are You Done going after the end of it. Uh, malnourished, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Geralt is a master strategist, yeah. too. Something that Blade isn't really known for. Yeah, and he's a lot that... older than the average human, so yeah. he's had well, so years and years and years to develop his craft. So, yeah, it's... it's yeah, I, but... I feel like it's a really good argument. Like, that's yeah. a, that's Whereas Blade's, like, fight. in his 70s. Yeah. Uh, Geralt is in his, like, hundreds, like 700 years old or something like that. So what are, what are we going to argue next week? Uh, didn't we come up with something? We we had talked about, in lieu of the boys coming out, us um, sticking... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Homelander. Homelander versus somebody from the anime world. Yeah, I think I would Ooh. like to do... Clown uh, guy from Hunter x Hunter. Homelander. And this is one of the most heated arguments in comics, any or in nerd nerddom anyway, but... Homelander versus Goku. I don't know anything about Goku, so sure. <laughs> Jared versus Batman's plot armor. <laughs> okay, so... So I was going to say Homelander versus One Punch Man. Uh, but Jared... Yeah, that's not like, a good yeah, argument no, because anytime you argue, argue One Punch Man, yeah. the other person's just... You can't do it. One Punch Man. That's stupid. One Punch Man should never be in any of those fucking arguments. Question, though, with Goku... Does he is he able to get up to God mode? Yeah, we gotta establish God, God mode, mode for Goku. Then he's automatically gonna that, win. Yeah, that's. A good I think point. Clown Guy from Hunter Hunter, which I can't think of his name for the life of me right now, would be almost better. No. Boom. <laughs> hey, so let's establish. Let's establish which Goku you're you're choosing because I do know he can go different Saiyans. He can do different things, but let's establish a power cap that you feel is reasonable to where you can't pull a... He get into God mode and, okay. you know, put Super a baby Saiyan. in a woman let's, a thousand years ago. Let's, like. say, let's say Ascended Saiyan. So Super Saiyan 2 okay. is the highest level that Goku can achieve. In I, and that's, that, that's fair enough because Homelander is super Superman level strength. And, Correct. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, and All so right. the, the most heated argument in nerddom is Superman versus Goku... Uh, but Homelander is just a Superman analog. I so. think the Hulk takes Goku both of them win. out. Yeah. Oh, go yeah. No, uh. 
Hulk versus I love Hulk throwing that shit Hulk in there. That's, you know, that's you know these all day nerds long. that have been arguing Goku and Superman for years are like, the Hulk? Why? You know he wouldn't yes. do that. <laughs> Someday, I someday we'll do a three-way went, you know, nerd argument for Are You Done? <laughs> Franklin Richards would destroy all three of them. That's, That's true. all I know. That's true. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. So uh, we are doing uh, Cape Anime Con yep. uh, coming up April 2nd. If you haven't bought your tickets, uh, get in there because they are going fast. Uh, I've, I've, I was talking to Ken, and pre-sales are through the roof already for Cape Anime Con. People the gold boxes ready. have been flying uh, I think it was just as soon as people found out that Comically Inclined was doing the entertainment for the show. Oh, hands down, that's what it was. Yeah, it, yeah. it drove ticket sales. Uh, but also, um, so we are doing our, a live show there at the con that will be Patreon only, uh, Patreon exclusive, except for people in the building. Um, we are also throwing or hosting a Maid Cafe there at the con. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're not familiar with maid cafes, just Google it. Um, people dress up like maids and butlers, uh, and they serve you at a table with food and drink. And uh, it's it's a whole. They have to play in character. It's a it's a whole cosplay thing. Nothing naughty. Keep Nothing naughty. This is just for fun. Uh, don't be a creep. Um, oh God, Jared. Yeah, Jared. Uh, <laughs> Pattinson versus Bale. Darn it. I can't give in to my weird sexual urges to have people at Anime Con serve me drinks. <laughs> anyway. That's uh, all my porn searches. I figured. Also, Saturday night, we are hosting an all-ages rave. Uh, it's going to be a good time. We've got Michael Crank Curry DJing that, and he was super excited to even be a yep. part of the show, and he loves, like, anime-based stuff and K-pop stuff, so he's going to be Some of the dancers from... Uh... Was it Urban Print Studio? Uh, Fingerprint, Fingerprint Urban Dance Studio. Yeah. They are bringing a, uh, a media team that is going to be dancing and, and bouting the crowd yeah. and, and getting everybody hyped. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also, the um, Lindsay Seidel, the voice of uh, many characters from uh, – she's been in uh, My Hero Academia, yeah, yeah, My Hero Attack Academia. on Titan. Attack on Titan. Uh, she's been in a lot of the <laughs> more popular anime – uh, that have come out in the last decade or so. She's going to be joining us for our live show, so uh, she'll be doing top five with us. I will do my best not to nerd out. Yeah, just nerd nerd out. That's okay. Me too. Blake, um, I feel like we need to have a talk beforehand because I know it's going to be a big deal for us, and we're going to nerd right? out. And we then on Sunday, keep, keep we are doing down, a, oh, oh, an oh. exclusive watch-along of Trigun with Bash the Stampede himself, Johnny Young Bosch. So uh, if you come to the Sunday... Uh, day of the con, I will be uh, hosting the panel where we do could, the watch along. Could you with ask Bosch. him if Trigun would beat uh, Spike Speed? <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him. I'll be I like, feel like that might you know, be a little biased. The look on uh, his face will be. <laughs> What'll what? be great is like it'll be like Brittany, me, Johnny Young, Bosch, and I'll just be like, so in a fight, do you think Bash the Stampede could take Spike Spiegel? And he's I'm gonna totally be like, giving him a heads up on what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> You could give him a thousand dollars, and I'm pretty sure he still couldn't tell you that Spike would beat him to bash in a fight. But anyway, so uh, Cape Anime Con, April second and third. Uh, get out there, nerds! Come hang out with us. Um, also, uh, shows like ours uh, survive based on reviews. So if you would please go to our Facebook page, leave us a review. Uh, go to our YouTube page or go to our Twitch. Subscribe. Leave us a review. We appreciate it. But also podcasts uh, like ours uh, survive based on these reviews. And you can go to Spotify, iTunes, or Google Podcasts and leave us a review there on our audio-only podcast. 
that would be excellent as well. I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors, Blake Hickman Construction, Thanks, Picture Blake. What Designs, The Rock and Roll Drive-In, Drop the Mic DJ Service, Lennox and Jude Photography, and Perkins Performance for uh, supporting us so that we can do this for you guys every week. Also, in the next few weeks, we're going to be moving out of the Nerd Dungeon into a new studio that we are currently building. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, yes. And we may be doing a studio launch party. Today? That would be cool. That could be really cool. Uh, anyway, so uh, all of that. Keep an eye on our website, comicallyinclined.com, for our new merch that's coming up. Um, and if you would please, 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 please subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, uh, our lowest level is five bucks. You can get on the uh, Jared's Dance Crew level, um, or you can come it's up to the, the. It's not the cheapest. It's the best price for the money. The uh, <laughs> ten and twenty dollar levels, the Blake's Bungalow and the Danny Superfans level, who's got and that, that puts much you money? on the shout out level, like. Uh, <laughs> Like our good friend Mike Casey and Keaton New. Ten to twenty dollars uh, for the Patreon. Danny can forget your name too. No, at the ten dollar <laughs> level, shout out level. Like Keaton have you knew. ever been on forgotten the in somebody else's level. mind? It uh, is a great feeling. <laughs> hey, what about, I'm terrible with names. What about I about Discord. And we've also launched our Discord. So if you want to hang out, chat with us, we are in the Discord all day long. Uh, you can go to comically underscore inclined. Uh, and check out our Discord, and uh, we will be there for you because we're always there for you because we care. And you know what? I won't forget we you. We love you. We love you, and we'll like see you next was. time. I think love's a strong word. <laughs>